0: there is a fog rolling in on the city you feel a shiver of danger blowing on the breeze and the stories that it tells aren't pretty they're gritty no pity but witty they're the fairy tale mysteries
1: Welcome to Fairytale Mysteries, classic tales told in a whole new way. Featuring Detective Betsy Hardup, the toughest private eye in Fairytale City. When fairy tale and Nursery Rhyme characters can't take their problems to the police, they come to her. In our last episode, Betsy took on the case of the three little pigs. After nearly being killed along with her client, when the stick house they were standing in collapsed, Betsy began to suspect that the news of the wolf's death in a cooking pot may have been greatly exaggerated. On her way back to the office after questioning the prime suspect in his brick house, Betsy had a sudden and most unpleasant encounter. When we left her, she had her hands in the air and a gun in her back.
2: Keep your hands where I can see them. Now turn around,
1: slow. Slow.
3: I did what I was told and turned to find that I had a big, bad problem. And maybe a chance to get some answers, if I lived long enough. Hey, it's uh, Big Bad himself. Didn't expect to see you around here. Heard you were dead. What happened? Did it get too hot for you down there?
2: Pipe down. I'll ask the questions here. First question, what's wrong with you? You get offered money, threatened, offered more money... And you turn it all down?
3: You sure know a lot about my business all of a sudden, Biggie. It's something you bad boys wouldn't understand. It's called a conscience, like Pinocchio needed.
2: Yeah, I call it being very stupid. And I'm here to smarten you up. I'm gonna give you some advice you should listen to.
3: Good thing I'm a quick learner. For instance, today I learned that it's good to have friends. You got any friends, Biggie?
2: Now stop calling me that. What do you mean, friends?
3: You know, friends in high places. Friends who might try and bribe a poor little private dick, maybe. Or who might tell you when somebody was walking back to their office.
2: Yeah, you're too smart for your own good.
3: Ah! He hit me with the pistol, right across the cheekbone where it really hurts. I was dazed for a moment and he grabbed me and put his gun behind my ear.
2: Now you and I are going to take a little walk, see? Maybe instead of teaching you a lesson. I'll take you right out of school. Permanently!
3: I went with him down the alley. I didn't have a choice. As we walked along, he put the gun away. I guess he didn't want to look too suspicious. Sure, what's suspicious about a wolf frog-marching a dame down the street? Happens all the time in Fairy Tale City. I took the chance to slip my hand into my pocket and take out the secret weapon that I kept for emergencies, just like this one. Hey, big boy. Mind if I ask you a question?
2: Shut up! You talk too much.
3: Oh, come on. It's just one question.
2: Uh, Alright, one.
3: Okay, here's my question. I just want to know. Yeah? Well, I just want to know.
4: Who's a good boy? What?
3: Who's a good boy? Is it you? Yes, it is. Look, you want a treat? This is for you. Go fetch! I threw the dog biscuit as far as I could. Like I said, a weapon for emergencies just like this. Luckily, Wolfie's instincts kicked in and he took off like a shot. I ran the other way, and by the time he finished his snack, I was long gone. I headed back to my apartment, considering how lucky I was. I was alive as my throbbing cheek kept reminding me. Of course, so was Big Bad Wolf. And he'd known just where to find me. The only person who could have told him that was Peppy Pig. Who else knew that I was going to the brick house? Maybe somebody tailed me, but who? Couldn't have been the fox or the cat those two stuck out like Jack Horner's thumb. Of course, they might have had some friends I didn't know about, but that kind of thinking wouldn't get me anywhere. I preferred to keep things simple, and right now, the simplest answer was that Peppy Pig was in cahoots with a wolf. I put my hands in my pockets as I climbed the stairs to my second floor walk-up and found that scrap of paper again. Now, what was that from? And why had Pepe tried to burn it? First thing tomorrow morning, I would call my lawyers and have them look at it. Right now, I need to put some ice on my face or I was going to have a shiner that even CoverGirl wouldn't cover. A meal and a good night's rest wouldn't hurt either. Things would look better in the morning. I was right. Some things did look better. But I was not one of them. Although I managed to get enough makeup on my cheek to hide the bruise, I was not looking my best. I headed into my office, trying to look on the bright side. I had a clue that could lead me to some answers. Knowing I was moving forward with the case made me feel better. Blimey, look what the cat dragged in.
0: Ah, madam, you have returned
5: at last. We have been waiting for you.
3: It was the cops. Look, like calling my lawyers would have to wait, again. Why look? It's officers' croissant and crumpet, and here I am, all out of donuts. Nine a.m. That's a new record. You have a warrant to be in my office, or isn't breaking and entering a crime anymore? We're all mates here, aren't we? We just wanted to make sure we didn't miss ya. We've uh, heard
0: you've been looking for a wolf.
3: Do me a favor, crumpet. Don't yank on that blind. What this? Oh, for crying out loud! I gotta fix that thing. Why do you care who I'm looking for?
5: We need to know if the wolf is breaking any of the fairy tale rules. Is it using magic? In the fairy tale city, magic can only be used by witches, good and bad, fairies, godmothers, and otherwise, uh, genies.
3: Sure, I know, I know. Genies, giants, certain frogs, powerful royalty, specific fish, elves, and guys named still Zoot!
5: Madam Betsy, shh!
3: Don't say that
0: name, Betsy. We don't need that kind of trouble today. Look what I found in your desk. Got any more of these around? You know guns are strictly forbidden?
3: I could have your license. It's a squirt gun. I use it to water the plants. And for pest control. You guys take the cake. Poison apples, enchanted spinning wheels, even kissing the girls and making them cry are okay. But let a girl get a rod to protect herself, and you come down on her like a ton of bricks.
0: We don't make the rules, Betsy. If you've got any evidence, you better hand it over right now.
3: I don't have any evidence. Just vague suspicions. Although, yesterday, those suspicions got a lot less vague.
5: So you did find the wolf?
3: Actually, he found me.
5: bleu what happened to your eye?
3: He jumped me yesterday. He was trying to get me to back off the pig case, told me I should listen to advice. And what
0: advice might that be? Who else has been talking to you?
3: So suspicious. You really need to be more trusting, Crumpet. You know I can't tell you everything just because you ask nicely. What about my clients? They have rights. Besides, I'd lose a lot of business if it got around that I blabbed to the cops. Losing business makes me sad. And hungry. But here's something I'm willing to share with you. The wolf gave me this shiner with a pistol.
0: He
5: hit you with a gun? Que we, bacre We must bring him to face justice!
0: Hang on. We've only got her word for this. She'd be telling us porkies.
5: Que ce que c'est porkies?
0: You mean pigs? Oh, you French. No, it's cockney rhyming slang. Porkies, meaning porky pies,
3: meaning lies. Croissant, why do you put up with a partner like this? You tell me again and again how important it is to tell you about fairy tale crime, and when I do, she says it didn't happen.
0: All right, all right. Don't get your knickers in a twist. We'll keep an eye out for your wolf.
3: Got anything else to tell us? Not sure if I should tell you this, but I was on my way back here from questioning Peppy Pig when the wolf jumped me.
0: Yeah, so what? That's a coincidence, that is.
3: The wolf knows exactly where and when to wait for me on my way back from questioning a suspect. One who tried to bribe me to back off. That's a little too much coincidence for my liking.
0: The pig tried to bribe you as well. Blimey, Betsy, you should have taken it. Could have moved to a better part town. Something more what you're used to.
3: At least you could afford a new blind. You know I don't work like that.
5: So are you saying that the pig informs the wolf of your prospective location?
3: I think the pig told the wolf where I'd be. That is what I said. Hmm.
5: Crumpet may be correct. It could be coincident. Suspicious, We, oui. But we cannot go to the prince without more evidence.
3: Right. The prince. He's the last guy I'll turn to in a pinch.
5: Ah, Madame Betsy. I understand your difficulty speaking with him, but he is the chief. We cannot pursue a case without his approval.
3: Sure, sure. Look, I've told you everything I can. But if I do find any evidence, you'll be the first to know. Just make sure we are, Betsy. Right,
0: time we're on our way. Let's go, croissant. Au revoir, Madame Betsy.
3: As I watched them leave, a thought occurred. Why were they so eager to talk to me about the wolf? Eager enough to break into my office. I looked around, but nothing seemed out of place. Either they'd been very careful or they hadn't searched it. Careful was not really this style, so they must have left everything alone apart from my squirt gun. What did they know about the wolf that I didn't? I decided to put that on the back burner for the moment. I had to go see my lawyers, Tweedledum and Tweedledee. I gave them a call to make sure they were in. Hello, operator? Give me Wonderland 1482. Hello, Dee, it's Betsy. Listen, I need to come over as soon as possible. I've found something and I need you to take a look at it. Just a scrap of paper, but it looks like it's from some kind of legal document. Sure, I can wait until tea time. See you at four. I looked at my watch. Quarter past nine. I had some time to kill. Luckily, I knew just how to kill it. I was gonna return to the scene of the crime. After lunch, I went back to the hedge where I'd found the paw print. Behind it was a small stand of trees, and behind that was the forest. If that paw print did belong to a wolf, I might be able to find out where it went. I started tracking. I mean, I could follow a tail through city streets for hours. How much harder could it be tracking him through a forest? Turns out, a lot harder. Fortunately, I had an ace up my sleeve, something I only used as a last resort. <clears throat> I started to sing. Let it go. Tale as old as time, when I'm fast asleep. Someday my prince will come to a
4: whole new world. I was right. I was right. It is, Betsy. You owe me five walnuts. You are the luckiest raccoon ever. So pay up. Uh, Gee, must have left them in my summer coat. Why, you welcher. I'll take it out of your hide. No, I'll take it hey guys, out of yours. I'll, it out yours. I'll out it out yours. I'll take it out of yours! Guys. I'll take it out of yours! I'll take it out of guys. yours. Guys. What?
3: But I think Betsy wants to talk to yous. Finally. Thanks, Avery. You're always a very observant bird, if a little flighty. Hey, I'm a bird. It's what I do. And thanks, Roscoe and Stan. Nice to see that you two still get along like a raccoon and squirrel, Otta. Truth is, I need your help. Can I count on you? Well, Betsy, things have been pretty rough since you left the palace. Yeah.
4: I mean, we're still your friends and all, but friendship don't buy the groceries. You know what I'm saying?
3: I hear you. But what if I can make it worth your while? I don't know if I have the time. All I do these days is look for nuts. You and me both, brother. But I pay top dollar for good help. I'm trying to find a wolf. Wolf? Wolf? Where? Look out, everyone! Wolf! Calm down, Avery. The wolf is not here. And that's the problem. A stick house near here got blown down yesterday. I think it was the Big Bad Wolf, but the only proof I have is an old paw print. I need you to find him, or at least a witness, somebody who saw him. Big Bad Wolf? Didn't the pigs put him on ice a while back? More like hot water, but that's what I'm trying to find out.
4: Tell me some more about this top dollar you'll pay. You know we can't use actual money, right? We're animals.
3: It's just a figure of speech, Roscoe. It means if you help me, I'll pay you well. Maybe not money, maybe something else, like food. How would you like a feast?
4: Food? Okay,
3: we're in. And we get the food for helping, right? Whether we find the wolf or not. You drive a hard bargain, but that's a deal. Now, do you know what to do? Sure we
4: do. We gotta find a stick wolf who blew up yesterday.
3: Blew down, Dimbald. The stick wolf blew down. Yes, they're both wrong. The house blew down, not the wolf. Or maybe blew up. I forget. This is why I only use them as a last resort. Okay boys, let's get this straight. But I'm not a boy. Sorry, just to figure a figure of speech, Avery. Look, I need you to find a witness that saw the wolf blow down the stick house around 10 o'clock yesterday. Go ask everyone around here if they saw anything like that. And when you find someone who did, come tell me. Got it? Got it. Ask me, ask me! When I said everyone around here, Avery, I didn't mean you guys. But I'm not a guy! Figure of speech, Avery. I meant ask other people who are not you three. Get it? I get it, Betsy. But frankly,
4: I think we could use the practice. Might as well start with Avery. Fine. Oh, I'll start. Avery, did you see a wolf blow up- Down. Oh, right. Did you see a wolf blow down a stick house yesterday? Yes, I did. You did? Why didn't you say so? You didn't ask me. See, I was sitting on my nest right up in that tree all yesterday morning. I can see the whole neighborhood from there. I saw a great big wolf sneak through the woods to that hedge there. Then he went on my back, so I couldn't see him after that. But then a wind came up and the house fell down. Right after that, the wolf came back and took off running through the forest to a big old motorcycle and drove away.
3: Avery, you are the witness I was looking for and I was right here the whole time. Did you notice anything else, Avery? Sure I did. I noticed the
4: sun come up, noticed a slight mist on the ground that burned off in the sunlight, and let's see,
3: what else? I mean, did you notice the wolf do anything else?
4: Nope, didn't see the wolf do nothing else. Oh, a pig came to talk to him, though. Does that count? Pig? Jumping Jack Dimble, what pig? The wolf was waiting by the hedge, see, and a pig came through the woods and
3: talked to him for a second, then left again. Don't know what they said. I think I know what they were saying. Thanks, Avery, you did good. That was just what I needed to know. Well, that was fast. So where's our feast? I uh, wasn't counting on having to pay up so soon. I reached into my pockets for something I kept for a situation just like this. Aha! Here are some Girl Guide cookies. Share them out between yourselves. This ain't no feast. Another welcher. Cookies! Oh, fine. They ain't the Thin Mints, are they? Sorry, Roscoe. Consider it a down payment. Right now, I gotta get to my lawyer's. Thanks, guys, and girl, you're the cat's pajamas. See you soon, Betsy.
4: Yeah, with more food.
3: What was that about cats? I headed across town to the fancy building where the lawyer's office was. Crumpet and Croissant would be merry as Old King Cole when they heard I had a witness who could connect the wolf and the pig, even if it was a bluebird. I still had a problem, though. Big bad wolves would blow down houses for fun, but what was in it for the pig? If that was Peppy, the older brother, why was he working against his own family? Maybe I'd get some answers from Tweedledum and Tweedledee. They knew the law, but they were easily distracted. I decided not to mention Avery, but I did tell them about the visit from Croissant and Crumpet that morning.
6: You say they broke into your office? We should immediately lodge a complaint with the Fairy Tale City Police Department!
3: That's probably not where we want to focus right now, Dumb. I actually came over to show you this scrap of paper. What does it look like to you?
1: Hmm.
6: Archival grade paper with a bit of a watermark and dated last year. Looks like a deed or a will. Where did you find this?
3: I picked it up at Peppy Pig's house yesterday. It was in his fireplace. The rest of it had been burned. This was all that was left.
6: You took it from a private residence? This is inadmissible as evidence!
3: This is what we private dicks like to call a lead, dumb. If I can figure out what it is, it may lead me to some real evidence. So, you say it's a will?
6: Most likely. It looks like a standard form for a will. Any idea whose?
3: I was hoping you could tell me. Pinky Pig said that his father didn't leave them much money, but the oldest brother built a fine brick house. Say, did Peppy Pig make a will recently?
6: That is protected by lawyer-client confidentiality. So Peppy is your client? He isn't, so it's not covered. But if he was our client, it would be covered, so I was right. But he wasn't, so you're wrong. You insult me, sir. I demand satisfaction. Prepare for battle.
3: Not again. Gentlemen, is there some way I can find out if Peppy has made changes to his father's will?
6: What? Oh yes, of course. We can simply ask our colleagues if they've filed anything recently. It should be a matter of public record. Actually, I believe I know which firm Peppy Pig uses. Let me make a quick call. I'll be right back. Me too. You can wait in the office here.
3: Thanks. I remembered what Pinky had said about Peppy handling the insurance policies for his brothers. Peppy claimed to be a middleman, but I think he was a bit more than that. Maybe he didn't cook the wolf, but I bet he was cooking the books.
6: You were right. Peppy made some changes to his father's will just before he died. Apparently, the father gave Peppy approval to increase his own portion of the inheritance while reducing that of his brothers.
3: Well, that's it then. Peppy bilked his brothers out of their legacy and then had the wolf blow down their houses for the insurance. Sounds like a case of fraud.
6: Indeed, but your evidence is all circumstantial. Evidence is still evidence, even if it is circumstantial.
3: This is clearly insurance
6: fraud, or are you too foolish to recognize it as such? You insult me, sir. I demand satisfaction. Prepare for battle. I'm always prepared. Well, I'm always more prepared. I'm
3: Thanks for your help. I'll, uh, see myself out. As soon as I got back to my office, I called Croissant and Crumpet and told them to meet me at the Brick House in an hour. I figured they could take Peppy in and lean on him till he spilled the beans.
5: Bonjour, Madame Betsy. We are here as requested.
3: Thanks, fellas. I think we got Peppy Pig dead to rights. I have a witness who saw him talking to the big bad wolf just before the stick house blew down. And my lawyers say he defrauded his brothers out of his father's will and the house insurance. What a greedy, well, pig. I don't have a lot of evidence, but the story hangs together. I figure once you bring him downtown, you can get him to cough up the details. Got us doing levy work, eh? You're better set up for knocking down doors than a delicate dame like myself.
5: Hello? Monsieur Cochon, where is the fairy tale city police? I I smell something... delicious. What? Croissant, try the door. It is locked. located. Crumpet, help me to break it down. Uh to the kitchen
3: Peppy, are you in here? Oh no. We were not prepared for what we found on the kitchen table. It was Peppy. With an apple in his mouth and a brown sugar glaze.
0: Blimey.
5: Mon dieu, he has been roasted.
3: I guess he won't be answering any questions. Ever. Poor pig. Looks like someone got to him before he could squeal. Sorry, figure a speech. You better explain yourself, Betsy. What, you think I did this? Why would I invite the fuzz to my own
0: crime scene? Maybe to throw us off the trail. You never were the most sensible of
3: folk. And where are those brothers? Weren't they living here too? Peppy told me he had rented them a room in a hotel downtown. The Frere Jacques.
5: Ah we oui, I know the place. My brother Crepe runs it.
3: You can bet we'll be talking to them.
5: Now, what about you? Madame Betsy, can you account for your movement today? This pig is about 150 pounds at a 350 degree. It would take about eight hours to roast.
3: Eight hours ago? I was talking to you in my office. You too are my alibi. Right. Well, that's that then. You're in the clear. You better call in the meat wagon. Sorry figure a speech. I wasn't looking forward to breaking the news to Pinky and Perky, but there wasn't anything more I could do here. I still had a lot of questions. First among them, who roasted Peppy? And where did the wolf go? And who were the fox's friends? But right now, I had to get back to my office and make some phone calls. The questions could wait for another day. (laughs)
1: That's the shocking, and rather unsatisfying, conclusion to this episode of Fairy Tale Mysteries. Betsy is left with more questions than she started with. Did the wolf cook the pig? Will Roscoe ever get his feast? And the big question is, how is Betsy going to get paid? Looks like that blind in her office will have to go unrepaired after all. At least until the next episode of Fairy Tale Mysteries. <laughs> Spoiled Pork Part 2 was performed by Franny Warwick as Betsy Hardup. Rob Dunn as the Big Bad Wolf. Samantha Andrews as Officer Crumpet. Jeff Christensen as Officer Poisson. Izzy O'Kane as Roscoe Raccoon. Kira Hodgins as Stan Squirrel. Madeline Hodgins as Avery Bluebird. Drew Hart as Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Hello, I'm your announcer, Christopher Hall. Spoiled Park Part Two was written and directed by Mike Balzer and edited by Hannah Christensen, based on a concept by Alex Balzer. Music by Timothy Tucker. Theme sung by Chelsea Rose. Sound effects and folly by Chris Cuttress. Fairytale Mysteries is produced by James T. Nelson. Fairytale Mysteries is a COVID Fund project from the Fraser Valley Gilbert and Sullivan Society. All rights reserved.